The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one. And this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to Meaningful Living. Today, Jess couldn't be here with us in studio, and Katie Kelly is actually here with me in LA. So I thought, why not bring you in? So welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited. Thanks for being here. And today I'm really excited because we're talking about something that is happening currently in our household, and we're going to talk about a hard reset and discipline. We have had, as you guys know, a lot of transition in our life in the last few months. So Katie was transitioning out. For those of you that haven't listened to the episode, Katie has now moved to South Carolina to start you know, her own new chapter, you know, maybe start a family of her own (laughs) one day. And so we're very sad that she is gone, but we're happy that we get to like reunite like this. And so, you know, Katie was transitioning out. We obviously had a new caregiver transition in. Tyler has been so busy in his career and we have been traveling like crazy. So as you can imagine, this is like taking a toll on all the kids. And in many ways, many ways. And especially, I feel like they're definitely in kind of running the show. I feel like we're getting in our groove again. But let me tell you, it has been a really interesting chapter of observing how things get out of control so quickly when I do very small things. Like when you were leaving, Katie, I was a little more lenient. I would snuggle with Liv just a little longer in bed at night because, you know, obviously they were like devastated we all were and I know you were too but that and I'd let her get up a little bit earlier or as Tyler and I were preoccupied with other things we may not have like disciplined as much or just noticed the little things and just kind of like let little things slide and slowly I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate I feel like things just got very out of control so I just want to talk about like getting everyone on the same page, which is what we're currently doing. We've been doing the last month and I've seen such a difference in us, in our kids. And it's so exciting. And so for parents that are like, how do I set this reset stage? How do I talk to my kids, whether it's about eating or discipline or anything? Where do we start? (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) First, I just want to say it's been so fun being back with the kids and getting to help. And this was always, I mean, the goal when I left was to have this relationship where I could still come in when you guys need extra help and just lend an ear or help the kids kind of refocus because it definitely is a lot of change for three little tiny humans. And I think it's completely normal that they're going to try to push boundaries and try to see what they can get away with. Because anytime someone new comes in, that's the whole thing. It's, let me see, you don't know everything that everybody else knows. So let me see what I can do with you. Right. One of the biggest tools I have learned through learning about children in all of these books I read and the psychology courses I take is that 
kids need boundaries. They thrive on boundaries. I'm sure you guys have heard the analogy of giving your kid boundaries is like driving on a bridge with the guardrails up versus driving on a bridge with no guardrails up. With no boundaries, it's if you go off a little bit to the side, you're not bouncing back. With boundaries, it's that even though you might be doing the same thing, you're driving straight, you are so much less nervous and you are so much less scared because you know if you slip a little, you're going to bounce right back into the middle. Mm. So I think it's really important to remember that boundaries are really beneficial. They're important for their development and they just keep everyone on the same page and everyone in line and give your kids the confidence to know, just like those guardrails, like I know I can drive straight. I know I can do this because I have these boundaries up that are going to keep me where I need to go. That's a great analogy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's a good one. One of my favorite things to do to kind of reset and what we've done with the kids is I learned in one of Dr. Karp's books, Happiest Toddler on the Block, he recommends a red light system. And we're really, really big on positive rewards and positive everything, you know, just really Mm -hmm. encouraging good behavior. Right. What he does is... The green light is all those good behaviors and you really want to focus on encouraging those good behaviors and writing out a list like with your spouse and with your caregiver and whoever, writing out a list of these are the green light behaviors we're really trying to encourage right now, you know, listening on the first time, sharing toys, et cetera, Mm -hmm. writing those out so you have them and you start to focus on them each day. Like, these are the things I'm going to, if I see it, I'm going to say it like, Hey, I loved that you shared that with him without anyone asking, or I love that you turned around when I asked you to come back. That was so awesome. Just those little positive affirmations constantly. Yellow lights are just the really annoying behaviors that you want to lessen. (laughs) So, but they're nothing too serious, but just, you know, whining, arguing, not listening on the first time, talking back, anything like that. Just the things that in your family you've noticed are irritating, but they're not life or death, but they're the things you want to mitigate. Those you're going to do, your yellow light system, you're going to decide what's your consequence in your family, whether it's timeout, whatever, but it's for yellow lights, it's, you know, I'm going to ask you once and then I'm going to give you a warning and I'm going to tell you, hey, this is your warning. I'm not going to ask again. If you do it again, you know, timeout, whatever, take a break, whatever you guys do. Mm-hmm. I think the thing with yellow lights is it's really important to write these ones out because for some people, yellow lights and red lights might be different. So in your family, red light things are, you know, violence and things like that, hitting, spitting, kicking, biting, things like that are always just an instant consequence because that's never the reaction you want to encourage at all. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just think personally, it's like, I'm not going to tell you three times not to hit me. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're not, we're going to use gentle hands at this family. And that's our family rule. Red lights are really like family rules. The things that there's just no wiggle room on. I'm not going to allow you to kick your brother five times before I tell you to stop. I'm not going to let you stomp on someone's chest. I'm not going to let you all those little things. I think it's, that happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really important to write out the red lights so that you guys know and everyone who comes into your family knows because other people might have different rules and you just show these are our family rules. These are the things that are absolute no zero tolerance policy for these because that's where kids kind of toe the line of I can get away with it with one person. I don't know that I can't get away with it with a second person and now I'm confused because I'm in trouble with this person but I'm not in trouble with that person and now my boundaries are all over the place and I don't know what I can and can't do. Mm -hmm. 
So I think going over these with your partner and then also going over them with your kids and acting like they're a part of it or including them, especially when they're older, lives age, easy. You could say, what are the things that you think, you know, are red lights, the things that we absolutely won't allow in this family and have her help kind of write that list. So she's aware, reading it out to, you know, Luca and Atlas and having them understand. I mean, they understand so much more than we think they do, even when they're tiny. Totally. So I think just that's my favorite way to kind of make sure everyone is on the same track and the same page is just here are green lights, here are yellow lights, here are red lights, and everyone knows them. I love that. And I love that you said we use gentle hands in this house instead of we don't hit or we, you know, it was like it used the positive in that. And then I love that you said, I'm not going to let you hit me. I'm not going to let you is such a key phrase. And I have really totally switched that over in my head in my language now that I use with the kids. And it's helped so much. It's such a little thing instead of saying, don't do that. Don't do this. Like, we don't do that. And they look at me like, well, yeah, we do. Cause I just did it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so the, I'm not going to let you is just that it's such a powerful little boundary that you can add. And I love that you said that. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, I love sweater weather and I am currently in the process of getting new clothes for fall, which is so fun and exciting. So I'm so excited to tell you about Faraday brand because I discovered them. I am loving their pieces. Faraday is all about creating the cutest clothes for life's best moments, whether you're hanging out with family in the backyard or a cute piece for a girl's night or a date night, they have it all. Faraday is a family brand that believes in comfort and lifelong quality. You guys, the pieces I have from them they're not only cute and very functional for mom life, but the quality is amazing. They're built to last. So they have the best layering pieces that give just such a cozy fall vibe. Their best-selling soft and stretchy legend sweatshirt feels like butter on your skin. It is so cute. And trust me, you'll know why it has thousands of five-star reviews when you get it. It is so good. I Since I've gotten it, I really have worn it daily. Faraday is my go-to brand now. Whether I'm lounging in the backyard, that legend sweatshirt, you guys, is fantastic. They've got this cloud puff sleeve tee. It's also my favorite right now. It is so comfy and so soft. It makes me look put together, but it feels like a t-shirt. It works for day to night. It's so good. So if you're wanting to get some great quality pieces that last and are so cute, go check out Faraday. Right now, Faraday is giving all Meaningful Living listeners an amazing deal, 20% off every order. You heard me. You get 20% off your order. Head to faritybrand.com slash living and use code living at checkout to get this deal. That's code living at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com slash living for 20% off. Faritybrand.com slash living. Go get yourself something cute with this amazing discount. Get your fall wardrobe. You're going to love it. Hi, I'm Bethany. And I'm Anthony Garcia. And this is the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. In this day and age of filters and heavy editing, we believe in sharing the real and raw parts of marriage, parenthood, and real freaking life that often get filtered over. Every week, we share next level real life confessions from our audience. You'll either feel seen, highly entertained, or maybe even both. Come hang with us and catch a new episode every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss a single confession. I also think with rewording things in the positive, we talk about this all the time, but the way you say something is the image that is getting put in your kid's mind. 
it's almost like manifesting. It's like if you're saying no hitting, the image in their mind right then is them hitting. If you're saying you, we're going to use gentle hands, the image in their mind is them using gentle hands. And it's kind of crazy, the power of your mind and those little switches that they're now imagining themselves using gentle hands. And half the time, especially if you have, you know, a younger toddler, the second you say we use gentle hands, they're going to pet you and they're going to show you gentle hands because that is exactly what they're picturing. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Something else you said was they understand so much more than we think. And I think even with Atlas, we're like, oh, he's the baby. Like he's little Atlas, even though he's about to turn two. (laughs) I'm like, you know, we kind of put him in this category of like, oh, he's too little. Oh, he doesn't understand. Oh no, he very much understands everything. (laughs) And even at a younger age, he did. And so I think that's also a great reminder to me and everyone else. Like, even if you think they might not understand, even if they're really little, I think just try it. He is so funny. I think he knows that he can get away with more because he's so little and cute. <laughs> and it's hilarious to me to think about like the standards we had for Liv at two and the standards like we have for Atlas just subconsciously because he seems so much littler. Mm-hmm. Her as the oldest, she seemed so much bigger and older by two. I mean, she already had one and a half siblings by that age. So she just seemed like she had more responsibility at that age. Whereas Atlas, like the other day when I went to get him, he was screaming in bed and they wait for their little light to turn on. And I go in and I said, he was just, he wasn't screaming. He was just like talking loudly and being silly. Right. But I went in and I said, hey buddy, is your light on? And he looks at it and he goes, yeah. (laughs) And I said, it's on? Yeah. (laughs) He said, Buddy, look at it one more time. Is it on or is it off? And he looks at it and just goes, off. (laughs) He's just like, he already knows he's like funny and could get away with stuff because he's just like, but look how cute and funny I am. I'm the baby. You can't be mad at me. He knows it. He's so cute. Oh God, I love that kid. I do. I want to touch on consequences with you. I am such a big fan of this because I can see the impact it's had on our kids when we do it. And I want our kids to know that there are consequences to their actions, mm-hmm. positively or negatively. And just recently, you know, Liv was lying, I think. And I don't know if this is because we're, she's feeling a little more control in the household with us kind of like pulling in the reins and getting everybody on the same page. I'm not sure, but the, there's been a little lying lately. And you were there that day when she lied to you. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that and just the impact, you know, sticking with our word and almost like kind of picking our battles and, and making sure we win them. Yeah. <laughs> like, OK, no, I'm going to stick to this and you are not going to get to go to the zoo. Like, yeah. So that's a big thing for me that I always encourage everyone to pay attention to is never make a threat that you are not willing to keep. So something I mean, my, I've learned a lot about childcare from my mom who's done it forever and something she taught me very early on in babysitting days was to never say, if you don't come, I'm going to leave you at the park or if you don't, you know how you (laughs) hear so many parents say that, like they're leaving the park and they're like, you better hurry up, I'm leaving. Right. You aren't going to leave your kids and they know you're not going to actually leave them. So making those threats that I've had families I've worked with in the past that would constantly say, if you don't get your shoes on, you're not going to dinner with us when that wasn't a reality for them because they were all going together. There was no chance they were going to leave, you know, a five-year-old home alone by themselves. Mm -hmm. They didn't have anyone else to watch them. 
And their kids knew that. They said, you're not going to leave me. I know you're not going to leave me. And they'd continue to do what they wanted. So making sure you're not using empty threats, like you can absolutely have a consequence for something, but make sure it's realistic for your family. Like if you don't leave the park tomorrow, we're not going to come to the park, you know, something like that, that you can actually follow through with. Like you can follow through with not coming to the park tomorrow. You cannot follow through with leaving your child alone at the park. With Liv's lying thing, last summer she went in this, she was in this little phase of lying. And we had a bunch of talks about it because my big thing is as a nanny, I always say my first job is to keep you safe. And my second job is to have fun. I can only do my first job if I can trust you. And I can only trust you if you're a good listener and you tell me the truth and et cetera, et cetera. So I have these little things and I'll always say to kids, like, what's my first job? to keep us safe. Okay. And then what's my second job <laughs> to have fun? Like they go in order. I can't do one without the other. So last summer, Liv went through this little lying phase and I was explaining that to her. When you lie, it breaks trust. And if we can't, if I can't trust you, I can't keep you safe. I don't know that you're going to listen to me. I don't know that if we're out outside and there's a car coming and I tell you to stop, I don't know that you're going to stop because right now I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. So I can't keep you safe. We can't have fun. We're not going to get to go do whatever things we normally do. And I mean, I've had to do this with like a previous nanny kid to the point where we stayed home for an entire week because this kid just would not listen to me. And I told her, I'm, I can't go take you to do fun things if you can't listen. And that's all it is. And I bored her to the point where she would never not listen to me again. Cause she was like, can we please leave the house? <laughs> and I said, yeah, as soon as I know I can trust you, we'll leave. <laughs> oh my God, and it worked. So she was, good. she became such a great listener after that. But it was like to the point where it was dangerous. She wouldn't listen to where it was dangerous. So with Liv, with the lying, I explained, you know, it breaks trust. And if I can't trust you, blah, 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 blah. And last summer, there was a time where she lied to me about something silly, but it was just the fact that she lied and we were about to go swimming with all of her friends. And I told her, I didn't want the boys to miss out. They were excited about it. And I told her, we're still going to go swimming. We're still going to go to the pool, but you're going to have to sit out for at least the first half. Mm-hmm. And she sat there and watched us all swim and have the time of her life. <laughs> and I felt bad, but I also, it was like such a, it had been a thing that had been going on. And I'm just like, I know I have to be firm in this moment. And then she'll get it. And because it was something that had just started to kind of snowball. Yeah. And then I went and talked to her and whatever. She would bring it up for months after. Remember that time I lied? Remember when I lied to you? Oh, oh God. She yeah. remembers it. <laughs> yeah. She remembers the um, learning moment. I won't do that again. Well, then this last time, which was when I came in to kind of help reset. And, you know, I hadn't been around as often. So she was trying to push with me, too. And it was something so silly about me asking if she, like, messed her hair up. She told me she didn't, but I could see that she did. And I asked her. <laughs> It's such a like a lie that really doesn't matter. The right. whole the whole point here is you just telling me the truth. I and I always tell her, if you tell the truth, you might be in a little trouble at the most. But if you lie, that is much bigger trouble. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I said, but if you tell me the truth, I probably won't be upset. And I probably won't, you know. Right. But it's just I feel like every time they lie, they're trying to get out of trouble and it always backfires. I know. So I told her, Did you mess your hair up? She said no. And I said, Liv, are you telling me the truth right now? She goes, Yeah. And just had this little like attitude about it. Yeah. Well, smirk. And I said, Liv, I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you telling me the truth? And she does another. Yeah. And I'm looking at her in the mirror. I said, Liv, look in the mirror. I can see that you messed your hair up because we were getting ready to leave and we were fixing her hair, which is sometimes a battle. Yeah. And she looks in the mirror and sees it. And I said, 
did you lie to me? She goes, well, well, I still want to go to the zoo though. <laughs> and it was like in that moment, I knew like that her consequence in this should be not going to the zoo because that's what she had already prepared for it to be. Yep. She knew she was making that risk when she was lying. So I said, like, I'm going to take a second. Let me go talk to your parents. I talked to you guys. I said, hey, because we had some like backup childcare that could have come in and watched her while I took the boys to the zoo. Right. Because Katie, Katie was training. So it was like, OK, there's yeah. a there is a nanny here. But now it's a bummer because Katie was going to be training the nanny and like going out and yeah. doing an experience with the kids. So there is a sacrifice, too. Yes. On our half. Yes. Huge. Parents, caregivers. It's just like, you know, you had to stay home that week. Yeah. It was really sad because I really obviously wanted to spend time with her, too, because I hadn't right. seen her. I was really excited to go to the zoo. We had talked about everything we were going to do. But in that moment where I especially in this where I knew we were trying to reset, I went out, like asked Tyler and Haley, hey, is it OK if I tell her she can't come to the zoo because of what happened? And they both were like, absolutely, like, absolutely. She needs to understand, like, we all mean business. And said business so weird <laughs> we all mean business so she stayed home that day and I told her you know you can play at the house but I'm taking the boys to the zoo and I really wish you could come with us and I'm really bummed that this happened and I'll mm -hmm. see you when we come back and it was so sweet because when I got back I went to say goodnight to her because she was about to go down for her nap and I gave her this big hug and I said I really missed you today and she was oh I missed you too, Katie. I was so bummed. <laughs> and it was just like oh. this really sweet moment where I'm like, I can bet she's not going to lie again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She's sweet. She's so funny. It's so funny. It really, I feel like you do have to get on the same page as your spouse, your partner, your kid's caregiver. Like, okay, you guys, this is going to be a hard phase. And that's kind of where we're at now. Like a month ago, we're like, we're going to do a boot camp, basically. Mm -hmm. So let's like put our nose down to the ground and just like go for it. And we all need to be in on this. And it's just like there's going to be consequences. Sorry, like there's going to be days that you don't get to take the kids out because Luca did something and and that's his consequence that he couldn't go. And now you all can't go. Yeah. Which is actually a cool learning moment for the other kids. Yeah. Like, man, yeah. really? Like you just yeah blew it for me, too. Yeah. And in moments like that, I always try to find a way to still like reward the other kids so not everyone's getting punished for the other one's actions, but so that you're still able to follow through. So if it's everybody is staying home, but I'm going to do this really fun activity with Liv and Atlas and Luca, you can play independently while we finish this activity, whatever. Something that right. they're still seeing like, whoa, she was serious. Whoa, we missed out on this, but right. it's not now we're not all mad at our brother too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the thing with the boot camp analogy is such a good analogy for this because it really is like this discipline boot camp, but I like to compare it to exercising. Like just like you exercise your body, you're exercising, you know, your kids behavior and those first couple weeks of working out are torture and it's mm -hmm. so hard and getting up and doing it is just a nightmare. But then you start to see the progress and that motivates you and you want to keep going and you want to keep doing this. And eventually it just becomes second nature to get up and exercise. That's just what you do. And you love the way it makes you feel. Right. It's the same with kids and boundaries. It's that at the beginning right now, it's hard because they are kind of relearning these things and getting back in shape. And then 
once they see all the positive rewards they get for behaving correctly, they get so excited and they're more into it and they want to do it. I've seen such a change in Luca and Atlas. Just they're like running away, even when they think it's funny. They're running away from you when you ask them to come here. Mm -hmm. The other day when you were at dinner and I had the kids and we were just playing out on the grass area, I was like playing red light, green light with them and just doing little things that just encourage them to come back when I said and to stop when I said stop. And every time I was like, wow, great work. You listened out the first time you came right back to me. That was amazing. And now it's so funny to watch one of them run away and I'll say, hey, are you listening? And they'll spin around like right there and run right back and just smile like, hey, here I am. (laughs) I did it. It's amazing. I've noticed such a difference. And it's just like, it's crazy to watch the power of one, everyone being on the same page. We all have each other's backs. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, I'm like, what did daddy say? Because I know I can see that dad was in the room and I had just walked into the room or you were in the room. And I'm like, I know that I'm not the first person (laughs) they have asked this question. And so I usually kind of like pause to see like, all right, what did daddy say? Or what Katie say? And, and they're like, "Mm, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing also, and that just reminds me of this is the kids, this is like one of those yellow light things that you're talking about. It's so annoying to me. It's like asking me something a hundred times. <laughs> I'm like, I gave you an answer. So <laughs> lately I'm like, well, I learned this from you back in the day, but when like they would ask you something and you're like, what was my first answer? Mm-hmm. Just that simple phrase. Uh-huh. What was my first answer? And so I've been saying that, what was my first answer? And then she'll be like, yes. Cause like I did say, <laughs> yes. yes, I would get you the blueberry, but Like, can we be patient? So I said, yes, like just a minute. Mom, can I have a blueberry? Mom, can I have a blueberry? Mom, Liv, what was my first answer? Yes. Okay. Do you need to ask me again? No. I'm like, (laughs) and that's gotten better, but it's just those little things that like you say, it's like training or exercising. Like we have to get in shape again. Yeah. We've gotten out of shape and we are getting in tune again. I told Liv, like, one of the first days I was back, she was doing that, asking me something over and over to the point where she was, like, interrupting the conversation I was having, asking. And I said, Liv, do you remember, do you remember my rule, like, my magic rule? I will say it's, like, magic. (laughs) And she's like, what? I said about asking me questions too many times. And she goes, no. What was it? And I said, it's that if you ask me the question too many times after I've already given you an answer, my answer magically changes to no. And then that's such a bummer. We don't want it to change to no. Don't ask too right. many times. I like that. And she goes, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and now every time she'll ask me more than once, I'm like, oh, hurry, stop. I don't want it to change to no. Stop. And she just oh will like God. sit there and silence herself. It's so funny. That's a good Just one. the patience. It's hard. Or they'll ask you to the point where you give in to something you didn't want to give in to because you're just so annoyed of them asking I know (laughs) but you said yes and you're like oh my gosh I did you caught me in a moment of weakness (laughs) I know and that's something too like explaining to them you know we do have a new nanny and it's interesting like just having someone new coming in the house and they're trying to figure out like how our family works and what all our rules are and you know if you sit down and you're like gosh what are my rules it's like you've done it for so long, it's hard to sit down and mm-hmm. analyze everything. So it's yeah. really made us take a step back and be like, all right, let's establish this. Like, here's our rules. Like, here's here's what we do. But, you know, they're just learning every step of the way. And something that happened the other day was the kids were traveling home without me. Tyler and I had traveled on to somewhere else. And 
it, it was a couple times she had gotten them just, this was so harmless. She had gotten them just a little something in the airport and toys. Yeah. Just like a little toy. And I was like, man, you know, I don't know why it was sitting so weird with me. And then it, it dawned on me. I'm like, you know what? We're in the airport every week. Uh huh. This is going to be a habit I'm going to have to break. And whenever I'm in there, I say no. Yeah. But she doesn't know that because yeah. she's newer. And so she's like, you know, trying to be liked. And, and this is a new thing, too, that I'm like, hey, you guys, like, I don't want you to try and be liked. I want you to be respected. Mm-hmm. And when you're respected, they will love you. Mm-hmm. Love, not even like love you. And so I'm like, I we got to just don't try and be liked, try and be respected. And so I was like, if you're going to get them toys, if you're going to do this, because say you have a long layover and like, you know, we ran out of toys or they lost the toys on the plane, like then you get a little toy and explain why it's different. Because something you've always taught us is like, don't start something that you're going to then have to break Mm -hmm. the habit. And so I think that's why it hit me that I was like, wait, oh gosh, we got to nip this one in the bud yeah. with the kids. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, anytime that happens, please explain to them, like, this is a special occasion. Exactly. We, of course, I learned that from you too. <laughs> this is a special occasion thing, whether it's like they're getting up early. And so it's actually very good for me to sit back and analyze like, okay, this, these are my expectations. These are my rules. And, and so that we can get everyone on the same page. And it takes takes time yeah and any like anything that goes off from the usual needs to be explained to them there's a reason why i did it this way this time you know Mm -hmm. we're not going to do this every night we're not it was a special occasion it was a special day it was a you know we didn't have enough time to do it the way we normally do so we're doing it this time today just because otherwise that's exactly when you hear but but mom let me do it but dad (laughs) let me do it but so-and-so let me do it and you're just like why i know (laughs) Versus if you explain it, like it was a special occasion. They know. Mm -hmm. I know. They're like little, little robots, just like every little thing they're soaking in and like changing course. Uh Like, oh, got that knowledge. Now I see (laughs) where I can like get away with it. Seriously. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Another thing in terms of just kind of like the positive reinforcement and the positive talk, I've really learned a lot recently through like my psychology training that one of the best tools for success is having people focus on solutions instead of problems. And I've started incorporating this with older kids because I think it's really helpful is kind of having them solve their own problems. So the other day with Liv, she was having a meltdown and instead of, you know, functioning like we would expect her to in this moment and using her words and talking like a big girl and asking for what she needed, she lost it and then everything kind of spiraled from there. And when I was talking to her about it, instead of what I usually would be doing with younger kids, where it's like, we use gentle hands or we Mm -hmm. use our words, we use our big girl voice, et cetera, et cetera. At her age now, I start asking them, how do you think you could have solved it? How do you think it could have worked out differently? So we were talking about what happened. And I just said, instead of, she told me she was being very whiny. That was her explanation. I said, okay, instead of whining, what what else could you have done that might have worked a little better? And she sat there for a second and she said, I could have just asked my mom to help me. And I said, yeah. And then what do you think your mom would have done if you asked her to help you and just kind of walk through that process? Like what, what could our alternate reality have been had mm-hmm. you done something different? And I walked her through, what would mom have done? Well, mom probably would have helped me. And then 
you know, what, how would you have felt if mom helped you? I would have felt happy. Okay, great. So she's solved this problem. Like that's a great solution. Next time that there's a problem like that, try that. Think about that. Think about what you can do that might change the outcome. And I just feel like that's such a great way to kind of teach them control over their situations. They're the ones, you know, that have that power over themselves Mm -hmm. and also just great problem solving solution. Like here is how to think about it next time. And you figured it out yourself. You're independent. You're strong. You've got that. Like you solved it. Gosh, I love that. When you said you did that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad you did. <laughs> we had a moment. I think sometimes we have to let them know, like, you know how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I know you know how, and I know you can figure it out without me having yeah. to constantly tell you. Yeah. One more thing that I, I definitely wanted to talk about was just giving your spouse, giving your caregivers, giving everybody around you, whether it's a family member that your kids are around a lot, give them the permission. I think that's like one thing that everyone kind of needs. Give them the permission to discipline and say, if they want to know, you know, this is how we discipline if they don't know, but give them that permission because then it's just going to set everyone up for success. And then it's like, you know, well, I wasn't sure, you know, now they know, like, I can do this. And honestly, I think I also just don't want to be the only disciplinarian. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like a couple of months ago, I was like, am I the only person that's disciplining my kids? And I feel like I am, it's just like this losing battle because I might be making a little headway. And then during the day, it's just all going downhill and not, it's not anyone's fault. It's just, I hadn't given that permission. I like official permission. And I guess we weren't all on the exact same page. And so it, it's it been awesome to watch the progress from start to finish mm-hmm. of this whole thing. And that there there is a way to do a hard reset. We are doing it. And it's been cool to watch our kids go through the whole process and us, yeah. quite honestly. And it's draining being the only person, like the only disciplinarian. You're like, I want to be able to enjoy my kids and have fun with my kids too. And when I'm Right. Busy with work and travel and whatever. I want us to have fun together and have those moments where I'm not feeling like I'm constantly having to like get them back to base level. Right. Yeah, that's hard. So yeah, I hope this episode inspires parents because I feel very inspired now just in the last couple months (laughs) watching the progress. And yes, it is. It's a challenge, but it's one of those things where you're like, yes, I did. Yeah, we did it. I should say we did it. (laughs) Exactly. It's all worth it in the end. It really is. And the kids, I can tell they feel truly safer. And Mm -hmm. you know, they say like, when there's boundaries, like you feel safe, Mm -hmm. truly. And I see that they feel safe and like totally protected. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Thanks for doing this episode. Of course. This was so fun. I like this. Thank you so much for listening. This is actually our final episode. And I just have to say that we could not be more grateful for all of you and this incredible community. This has brought me so much joy to get to learn and share what I'm learning and share my own personal experience as a parent. And also just to meet some of you in person in airports and hotels and places along our journey and and even through DMs. And um, it's just, it's all been so meaningful. And we have enjoyed this podcast and this network and this community so much and are looking forward to what's next. So thank you for being a part of our village and stay tuned. I can't tell you how much this village means to us. You all showing up week after week to support us, learn with us, 
grow with us and really just go through this journey of motherhood together between the guests that we've chatted with, the amazing Dear Media family, and the opportunity to connect with all of you directly. Honestly, this has been the most special chapter. And above all else, we really hope this podcast has helped you feel less alone and more confident in your parenting journey. And on a personal note, I have loved hearing from all of you and being able to answer questions and help in any way I can. You have become the best mom crew, so please keep the questions coming. You can always reach out to me or Haley directly on Instagram and continue to follow Meaningful Living to see what's next. And just know above all else, you've got this. It really takes a village and it means so much that you are part of ours. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I love you all. We are the absolute luckiest to be part of this village and are excited for this next chapter. So stay tuned. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show. And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 833-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites. Can't wait to see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.